I'm saying. I'm saying if you're going to have to slander Daniel Jones, then please keep that same energy for Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts will deserve a pass. He doesn't. But at you the same time, way. I think he's a better player, better passer, better quarterback than Daniel Jones. <laughs> That's just so wrong. <laughs> that is so clearly wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you know about benchmark? They're speaking the facts that you want to hear. They rep a jersey, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? What to do when they're hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010. Taking an L, all I need is a win. This is this business, you know how they go. You're playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the know. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the <laughs> Bench Mob. You ain't saying nothing this time. Oh, uh, well, this time. We got it on the other episode, too. We really got it. That jump was funny as heck. Because <laughs> the Zoom house set up, it was on the speaker, so you just see Chris was like. <laughs> we got the full star here today. We back in person. We back in person. Greg, Mr. Hot takes the bitch. Your mother sends me out. How you doing tonight? I'm good, bro. I'm doing good. There's a lot of BS happening before the show. <laughs> CJ Money Bags, how you living? I'm all right, man. We got some comedians over here thinking, thinking they got a stand-up career, but uh, it's neither here nor there because they don't, for sure. I'm wandering in. Hey, Ma, how you living? I'm good, bro. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we wasn't going to go with that other name. Um, EJ. <laughs> EJ. <laughs> I won't even talk about EJ. Um, <laughs> you talking about serial girl? <laughs> <laughs> yo, we got to recap the NFL draft. Jets had a good one. Giants had a good one. Ravens had a good one. And y'all opinion though, who had the best draft? And super early predictions, like out of these people that were drafted so far, who do you think? is in prime position to actually make an impact this season. What players come to your mind for impact players this season, starting right off the bat? The Ravens. I mean, the, the Ravens essentially got three first-round talent in Kyle Hamilton at safety, Tyler Linderbaum, and then Ajobo as a, as a pass rusher. When, when you think about – the division that they play in the AFC North and how the Ravens has been successful year in, after, year in and year out. They've always had a, a dope defense. They've always had players that are gritty, that can make an impact, especially their, their defense, defensive line. Like, they, they, don't, they don't pick up, you know, people that are scrubs. So, Jobo, he's going to be someone that's hopefully going to develop into what everyone expects him to be. He's a beast. Kyle Hamilton, he's going to be an impact player for them right away. And then they also picked up a, a late-round running back. We all know the running back issues that they had last year, not being able to have depth at position, um, you know, being able to pick up a running back to, to fill in that space. So I think I think the Ravens are in, in a prime spot to have a better team this year for sure than they did last year. Did they do anything to help Lamar at all? I mean, they got rid of Hollywood, didn't draft a receiver, now they're going in year two with Bateman and DuVernay and a couple guys like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but he's in a contract year. He can't exactly go in with what they've given him. They got old linemen. They play, they play on running, they're playing on running the yeah, ball. Yeah, that's the plan. The They're going to run the ball, right? That's Gus Edwards do. coming back. Who? J.K. Dobbins is J.K. coming Dobbins, back. Gus Edwards. I mean, they're going to run the ball. That's, that's what they're going to do. They, 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 don't, they don't value the wide receiver position that much, clearly. That's their philosophy. I think it's a stupid one when you have a quarterback that good and you actually can throw the ball. You got to be better throwing the ball. That you know, electric, you see that. huh? That electric too. Yeah, but yeah. then if you look at them and then you look at the Eagles, who turned into a run first team with Jalen Hurts, they put receivers around him. Like they went and got AJ Brown. They got Devontae Smith. Is he gonna get in the ball? I mean, that's the 
they're putting people around him to give him a chance to see. Yeah. Last week. Well, one mid's better. One mid's better than the other mid. No, I mean he's a better mid. Tannehill's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Right now, all on people, paper, yeah. Uh, no, 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 in real life, like he's a no, no, in real life, <laughs> yeah, in real life, like Tannehill's a better player than Jalen. Said that like Cat Williams. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no,
Not Daniel Jones. No, you have to understand something too. Understand something. No, understand something. Da- Jalen Hurts had a more, just a more complete cast around him. Their whole line was put, it's, it's phenomenal. One of the best in the league. Okay, they're a more confident organization the last couple of years. That's what you're really speaking to. The quarterback battle, as far as who's more talented, who's better, Jalen Hurts is more talented athletically. Bar none. Better arm? I don't know. I think it's close. Daniel Jones is a good arm, a really good arm. He's a good deep field passer. The passing piece, Daniel Jones got that bad beat. Got that. I hate to I hate to perpetuate stereotypes about the white versus black quarterback, but in this case, white might be right in this case with Daniel Jones. I'm just keeping it a buck. Like Daniel Jones is the better passer. I'm just keeping it a buck. He's a better objectively passer, and he can he still has running ability. It's not like he can't run. He's running ability. The only issue with Daniel Jones is, is the turnovers. If I'm being real, it's that's the turnovers. But he's a better he's a better passer than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he is. You can make a case he's a better player than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has had better as, as a good running game with him. Great old line around him. But would you take turnovers into consideration when you're talking about passing? I was going to say the same thing. Are we talking about turnovers? Like, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers okay, cool. Stuff. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Where are the majority of Daniel Jones turnovers coming from? Where, where what are we talking about with Daniel Jones? What do we call him? They call him Danny Fumbles, not Danny Danny interceptions. He turned, he fumbles the ball when he when he moves around the pocket. The interceptions have not been a big problem Chris in his Bob, career. Look it up. Okay, cool. Look it up. I, I, I watch him. It's like okay, cool. Go ahead. Like yo, he, Dale Jones is the guy. Is the guy. It's a guy who has a lot of talent, a lot of arm talent. He can make all the throws in the football field. That's true. That that much is definitely true. Okay, what frustrates people is it's the fumbles. The interceptions have not been a problem in his career. They have not. Hold up. So would you have been mad if they drafted Malik Willis? I mean, I don't think it would have made a lot of sense. Well, wait till you get one of them dudes next next year, CJ Stroud or the uh, or Bryce Young. Get one of those guys. Why do we, I can wait? I can. I want to see what Daniels can do with, with a good offensive line. The offensive yeah, line but if, if, if he if he ends up winning like seven games, but he's real real mid, then I, then you're not going to get one of those top guys. The trade up. Danny Jones has seven interceptions in 2021. Not bad. That's the they they played too safe. They tried to limit. But he also missed some games. Yeah, but he would have thrown. He might have thrown ten the whole year the way they were playing. The the offensive system they were running. Speaking to this season, speak to the Giants fans. What can Big Blue Nation expect out of the season after this draft? Mm. I'm not a Giants fan. I I really like. I really like what y'all did in the draft. I did too. What? What's the ceiling? What's the expectation? Because at least I feel you'll be able to give an actual, outside of last year, you'll give an actual good, realistic, realistic, honest take on your Giants. I'm just saying out of, outside of last year because we know you yeah, bro, got the I'm number not, one. Yeah, I'm, that I'm, you guys want me to say wins and losses and all that stuff. Oh, you don't have to say wins and losses. I'm just saying just real. Speak to the Giants. Okay, man. yeah. I, I think is yours. Out of this, out of this draft class, you're gonna you can expect an improved pass rush with Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari. The little guys are gonna get after it. I think we're gonna have like, the most exciting pass rush we've had in years since Jason Pierre-Paul left. That's what I expect, honestly. In terms of. Our offensive offensive output, I think we're gonna have a much better team. Just period. The Brian Dable, his offensive philosophy, what he's bringing over, they're gonna do a lot more of just getting the ball to the playmakers in space. It's gonna be a spread offense, which is gonna help Saquon Barkley too. The offensive line is completely revamped, completely different. Like they got this offseason, they got nine new linemen. Just a whole. That's what I wanted. Fixed three all offensive linemen drafted in that draft alone in this draft last week. So this is gonna be a way different situation, and, and best best believe. They're going to use Kadarius Tony a lot differently than, the, than those idiots last year used them. You're going to see him employed a lot of different ways. He's going to be in the backfield like a halfback. He's going to be one place here or one next place. You can't. You're not going to do the game plan. It's going to be all over the place. Brian Dimmel is a smart offensive line. You got Mike Kafka from from the uh, the Chiefs. We're going to be a, a much more explosive team. I think Saquon Barkley's have a big year too. That I think this is a people talk about Daniel Jones and I, I rightfully so. This is as big of a year for Saquon Barkley as it is for Daniel Jones because he's not under contract next year and he has to earn his money somewhere else. If he doesn't play well, we took that Le'Veon Bell situation where he's getting like one year. I still think he's not going to be on the Giants next year. I don't know. I, I agree. No matter how well he plays, he mm-hmm. will not be here because that's not the philosophy these guys have. And they went and got a bunch of a bunch of running backs. They got uh, Matt Breida. They went and got a, an undrafted guy from from FSU. And you know, our with the with football and the way this thing works. An undrafted running back could be all over. It's just the way these things work out with football. Running back is a very a devalued position. 
Are those, so are those linemen y'all got plug and play, or are they develop yes. the project? Evan Evan Neal's in plug and play, and yeah, for the sure. guy from uh, UNC Azubu's plug and play too. So both those guys make an impact um, in year in year one, I think. So so I think they're going to have a much improved offensive line, have a much better offensive team. That being said, I don't see playoffs. I see at most six, seven wins for this football team, and then we're looking at potentially trading up for a quarterback. My hope is that we don't have to do that, and that Daniel Jones plays great. And that he takes a step, a big step under Brian Dayball, which it can definitely, definitely happen, by the way. They put dog, you know what, around him for the for his entire career. They have an offensive line in front of him that's gonna be competent. They have a guy who could be an all-pro in year one and Evan Neal right there. They have a guy with a right tackle, they have an all-pro, potential all-pro and left tackle, and Andy Thomas will take another jump this year. Why not? The guard plays gonna be much better, much more competent. The run game's gonna be working. The offense will be something very like respectable. This Wandale Robinson character looks really interesting. I'm interested to see how they use him and employ him. Mm-hmm. He's another just a guy who can be everywhere on some Debo type, like not that level of player, but obviously on some Debo, you just employ him anywhere and you just you don't know how to game plan for him. I mean, him and Tony are like the same player. But I don't really worry about that <laughs> because Tony can be split out wide and, and Wandell can be on the inside. You can have him in the slot. What if Shep's not right? What if Shep gets hurt like he does every single year? God, please don't let that happen. I shouldn't even be the worry. You shouldn't worry about Shep. You should worry about the $72 million man that Kenny Gallagher. Don't get him involved. Don't get him involved. Last year, if you watch the Giants beat the Giants and you you heard about the zero touchdowns, it wasn't wasn't really on Kenny Gallagher. It wasn't just that. The route seems funny, but very vanilla. The offense was very vanilla. Look, there's no sport that where coaching matters more than football. If you have a coach that's just in, in just putting in all these vanilla packages and all that stuff to make sure your quarterback doesn't make don't make mistakes, guess what's gonna happen? No points. So you can't really blame Kenny Gade in total for that. He'll play much, he'll play much more up to his own standard this year. I, I'm not really worried who about Who do that. you I have a question? Who do you consider like dog, you know what, you know, around Daniel Jones? I mean, offensive lineman. Well, okay. I thought that we were talking about skill position. Skill position, not not so much. I don't really it's not it's never really been about the skill position so much. Evan Ingram, I would consider in that category as well. He was never good here. He was never good here. He had I mean, he was drafted. It's not like y'all traded for him or anything like exactly. that. Exactly, but it's offensive lineman. You replaced him, so I think we'll be a much, much better team. Going across the locker room on the other side of the field. Mm. Much, Jets. More, much more on the appealing side of the field. <laughs> for now. Ups, we got more upside right now. For now, yeah. Wait, quarterback have stopped on bounce passes. We'll see. He was a rookie rookie last year, not the guy going into his fourth year. So there's there's a difference. You better be Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Going to go full full court, bounce pass. (laughs) I still would take him 10 times out of 10 over Daniel Jones. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'll tell you what. He throws throws some amazing passes, and he makes some amazing throws. But our talent is through the roof. I know. And if he plays like he did against Tampa last year, then – Sky's the limit. Was there only one game of note for that guy? No, he played well down the stretch. But if you look at it, I couldn't name any of the healthy guys that he had to throw to. Oh, so now injuries matter. Injuries we talk about matter. Zach Wilson, injuries matter. When we talk about the, we talk about Zach for Wilson, a rookie, the environment for a rookie, matters. Yeah, for a oh, rookie, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. It doesn't matter for any player. Tom Brady was playing on the Giants last year. He'd be phenomenal. Okay, that's right. Tom Brady played with the Giants last year. He'd be in a hospital. <laughs> I hope you're still not trying to defend Daniel Jones after all these – I'm, Down just, I'm, years. Just saying, I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to start calling him booty in a vacuum because he played with dog, you know what, around him. True. All these years. But you also said he was going to take a Josh Allen type leap. And he and just... who they bring in? The dude who helped Josh Allen make his leap. So let's see what happens. I'm not okay. saying he's going to make that leap. I'm just saying right. he'll make a leap and maybe he sticks around and maybe I don't have to go out from one of the mixed dudes coming out of college. Maybe I don't do that. Maybe, maybe Daniel Jones will stick around. Maybe. He but won't. you know what? I don't mind either way. He won't. But yeah, you're Whatever. right. Yeah, you should see to the future. So let's talk about your team. Go ahead, please. My team is sitting pretty right now. I feel good about my team. You hit me like I thought you wanted to talk about the bangles. I was about to, right. I was about to, I was about to get it off. I was about to get it off, Tone. Like, like, get your hands off. I was, I was about to get it off. Get your hands off, please. All right. We don't need to talk about the bangles. We will get there. But yeah. let's, talk, let's talk about the Jets. I'm excited about what they did. I mean, we got Sauce, Gardner. Not saucy, but sauce. <laughs> sauce garden. Saucy like <laughs> <laughs> That's what we needed. I didn't think he would do it because the talk all year has been like they don't draft corners high. They take fourth, fifth round guys and develop them. But 
this is one of those luxuries where they sign somebody in the offseason, DJ Reed, who's a good number two. So they had the luxury of going off or going after somebody like Sauce Gardner. I like Derek Stingley too, but I like I like Sauce a lot. Then you get Garrett Wilson, a star receiver who I think he's going to help Zach Wilson a lot. That and Elijah Moore, year two, I think is going to really take off. And then we get Jermaine Johnson at 26 when I was thinking he he wasn't going to drop past Are you not worried 11. he fell that far? I was really worried he fell that far. I think far. he I fell that lie. far because of age and one year of – you know, good play, good, good play. But that was, I mean, it was tough. He played on that Georgia team. That was, you know, that was an NFL team just rotating D linemen. I mean, clearly look at all the guys drafted from that team this year. So I'm not worried about him as much. Um, Are we looking at just as a wild card team? Possibly if things go the right way. I mean, if the talk every year is if we can stay healthy, like last year, Corey Davis got hurt. Elijah Moore was out of the lineup. If you're missing your top guys, you're not going to be able to compete. So I think if we can just stay healthy, stay out of the training room, then, yeah, this is going to be a a good team to watch this year. I mean, this team is a lot more competitive today than they were the last, like, five, ten years. That's very true. And and if you get Zach Wilson to play to the potential that he has, I think, you know, wild card is – it's reachable in year two. Yeah. Why do they go after a running back around two? Though? I don't get it. I feel like they have some really good running backs already, and the running back, the running game was actually a pretty strong part they, of your team. They do it by committee. Y'all got y'all got Michael Carter, right? They got Michael Carter, he's but good. He's, he's good. He's good, but he's not a workhorse. If you look at the San Fran team, who is it? Mostert wasn't. He was the workhorse guy, but he was getting maybe 15, 16. Another guy would get 10 carries. This team is built run first and then go off that after that. So that's why you go after him. He's he's tough. I was watching – I mean, everybody watches highlights after somebody gets drafted by their team. So I was watching his highlights. I'm like, this guy is – he's fast. He's big. He's shifty. After the draft, Miles my, Capri my, 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 my. Yeah, I turned into you. Like when Ben Simmons got traded, he turned into – Scotty that's Pippen. fair. That's fair. Turn into Scotty that's Pippen. That's so fair. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I don't have that in common. You're right. I, I, did, I did the same thing after all my guys got drafted. Before we transition, I know Chris wanted to talk about his team. Y'all didn't have a lot of actual draft picks because y'all was in the Super Bowl. But with some of the picks that y'all did make, some of the moves that y'all made in free agency, do you feel this is basically kind of like if y'all healthy, y'all should be back there? I mean, I think that's that's certainly the hope. I mean, there, especially given the fact of what we did in the offseason, our biggest flaw for years has been the offensive line. Mm-hmm. So when you when you get a guy like Leo Collins from the Cowboys and take their their best offensive lineman, when you get uh, two other players from the Bucks in uh, Ted Karras and Alex Kappa, you know that have been to the Super Bowl and have rings, like and know that environment, like. We're getting some dogs, Pro Bowl players that we've never had on our offensive line in years. So it's going to change everything for Joe Mixon. And he's been a thousand yards. Last year, he, he ran a thousand yards with the line that we had, the worst line in one of the worst lines in football, you know, hitting a thousand yard season. And I, I'm extremely excited for this season. I mean, everyone saw what Jamar Chase did last year. T. Higgins kind of took a backseat to that, but like he was still productive. We got Tyler Boyd, who's also a playmaker. Yeah, we lose Uzama to the Jets, but at the end of the day, like, we get Hayden Hurst on a one-year deal, and our offense is, is not going to be the issue. That's for certain. It's it's going to be the dif- defense that we got to worry about. And, you know, our first two picks in, in the draft this year were, were defensive backs. So hopefully Eli, Eli Apple doesn't play too much and these guys catch on quick and, and can fill that void. And you guys got that, what, two-, three-year window before you got to pay Joe Burrow too. So that's why you're able to put guys around him and, this is and build that Yeah. Prime time to try to go get that ring. I think in the next three years, you're going to see the Bengals get a Super Bowl. That's just facts. And in that, in this tough AFC, if they able to pull that off, I think that when we talk about again, certain championships are weighted differently. If the Bengals in the next three years with how the AFC is loaded right now is able to get a ring, I'm moving to Cincy. Yeah, you can move to Cincy with all the rest of the ten Bengal fans in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to Cincy. Oh my God! If it, oh my, I can't. 
Y'all getting me excited. If the would Bengals you cry? Did the would you cry? What? Yeah, yeah. I'm shedding thug tears. You don't, you don't want him to be crying all the time? I mean, what the? <laughs> you, you talking about because of the team? <laughs> <laughs> but I went, I went through it. Uh, you, y'all should have seen me after we lost that Super Bowl and, and, and y'all was blowing my phone. And, and, and the disrespect y'all was talking in that chat, too. I was talking crazy. You think you have real friends until until, <laughs> until you lose a Super Bowl. <laughs> You're like, I'm expecting all the comfort. You're talking about. It was definitely Miles. Yeah. Miles was the worst. Yeah, yeah some, some trolling. Hold on. Speaking of the draft, what do you think of Justin Ritter and the Falcons? That's funny. That's funny you ask that, bro. It's so, so funny you say that. First of all, let's settle well, right now. No, no, no. We're going to settle right now. Because, first of all. I was asking because we were on Cincy, right? Let's talk about we're it. Let's, about no, Cincy. let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because we try to be open and honest, right? So let's talk about how this got brought up. So, y'all my- <laughs> so crazy, bro. <laughs> he, he be letting out that uh, I ain't gonna get into that. But now let's talk about it. First of all, I do not look like Desmond Ritter. That that's that's just a fact. I just asked a question about what you think about the fit. Yeah, but you you asking it in a condescending way because of <laughs> because of this whole topic. You're yeah, because I don't have people in the comments talking about you looking like a World War II vet. No, come on now, stop. He don't even look like a World War II vet. Yes, he does. No, he no, don't, that, bro. That one picture was. Yeah, yo, well, I, 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 y'all got to send me that one picture. I ain't see you it. put it in black and white. Nah, but. The no, man looked like he was, like, he was fighting to lock up the, 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 the Cambodian kids out of a burning building or something like that. He looked like he was flying uh, fighter jets. <laughs> Over Korea. You, you said he was staring into the camera in that picture with he was, his hat off? And he, he was staring into the future. He looked like he was trying to avenge us for her Pearl Harbor. That's crazy. That's crazy. I see, but now, nah, but for real to answer your question, I see a lot of similarities in his game with, with Marks Mariota. I feel like he's, he's a quarterback that. Obviously, right now, doesn't have to play right away with, with the Falcons. They're in a good position where Marks Mariota, he's experienced. He can come in. He can play. And long-term, it's going to be Desmond Ritter's team. But Desmond Ritter's got to work on some things in terms of his accuracy. Mm-hmm. He can make the deep throw, but it sometimes, like, it's underthrown, right? And it gives the defender an opportunity to recover. But his athleticism is there. He, he's right up there in terms of being an athlete, being able to tuck the ball, run, get out of there, evade pressure. Um, and just create outside of the pocket. So I think he's going to have a good career in the NFL. I don't think he'll, you know, be one of the, you know. I mean, he said he's not leaving until he gets a Super Yeah. He might, he, might, he might be there a long time. The thing I care about with Desmond yeah. is just shut up. Yeah. He might, he, might, he might be a long time. Right. But you know what? Every uh, every quarterback, Kenny Pickett said the same thing. Kenny Pickett said, "I'm bringing you here." Both of them, chill out. It's 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 in the moment when you're feeling all that excitement of being drafted. You say you're gonna get a Super Bowl. No, you know everyone does. You no, know he didn't do that. Daniel Jones. You know he's not gonna do one Super Bowl. You don't say it. Okay. Because you don't you don't say it. You just don't say it. it's okay. You don't have to. You know who else said that? Josh Rosen. You know what he didn't do? Win a Super Bowl. Like you just don't need to be saying. Well, Josh Rosen not pressure. even in the league. Now. Okay. Well, don't put pressure on yourself. Don't put unnecessary pressure on yourself. Desmond Ritter should be focused not. on fighting for the for the for the future generations of this country. Instead, <laughs> yeah, that's why you can't take this man serious, bro. Not only that, though, when you look at this, right? You said putting pressure on yourself. You do not factor in as the sole reason why you will win a Super Bowl. Facts. Right. You're going to some of these organizations that may not even be their goal. I'm not leaving Atlanta until I get a ring. <laughs> I don't think Atlanta is really concerned about winning a ring. Let's just be good. Sell some tickets. It's poor word choice is what it comes down to. It should be saying, I'm going to do everything I can to bring this city a ring. Clearly Period. he was excited. Not he you're going to get a ring. At, yeah, and that's what it is. You, you, bro, you, your dreams uh, just came true when you just got drafted. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the best. I think the thing with that is cool and all that you're excited. Say something that you can control. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna be the. Best, I'm gonna do everything I can. Play. Yeah, best put, best play. What you can do, what you can focus on, because you could have all the intentions of trying to get a ring, but you gotta have the right. We talked about it. Uh, o line. You gotta have a good defense. You gotta have a good coach. You could be. You could have the best team on paper, and your coach doesn't know how to game plan and use timeouts, and you won't win. So I think. In that situation, bro, all right, we happy. It's good. I get it. He's they both happy. You yeah. ce- you celebrating. 
I just think even in that, somewhat, like they say, I like you've been there, bro. You can be excited, but don't be talking about rings. Like, yeah, you know what? The night, the minute the night started, he was not acting like he'd been there. He was wearing that big chain, and I didn't know what was going on. Desmond was acting like it. You mean like it, it said DR nine his initials and in yeah, his number? What are you talking lane. about? Yeah, the soul lane. I know you're 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 that that man. It's never worn a chain in his life. Okay, just just be who you are. It's okay. He got no, some money now. No chain necessary. No chain. No drip necessary. You know he you know he put a chain on. He's like, oh, this is so drip. You know you looked in the mirror and said that. <laughs> you know he put it on and said that. I'm urban. He's a, yo, this is so urban. It's a great. L- listen, but listen, listen. If, if he was, whew. probably right. Yeah, <laughs> you be coming for these light skinned dudes, bro. No, 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 no that's no, exactly no. what it is. It's him. It's him, and it's it's, it's his upbringing. Okay. You, it's where the, where are you from? The, the, where are you from? Somewhere in Cincinnati. No, he not. He not from Cincinnati. <laughs> he from Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, even worse. Thank you. That's even worse. He's not from Cincinnati. Even worse. Louisville, Kentucky. That makes all the sense in the world. He was, you know what he was doing as a kid? Watching horses race. You know, you know, you know what white people don't do? He said he was at the Derby. He's a Derby. He's a Derby boy. That's what he was. What y'all think about Malik though? The fall and then the whole. Going to Tennessee. Now Tannehill's. Tannehill's like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. That is crazy. I don't think he, with what he said, is messed up, but I don't think he's wrong. He's not wrong, but he's, he's, I mean, you don't have to say it in the way he said it. He's, he's definitely, he's, he's definitely, he's upset. Because well, he said they didn't consult him about but, it. But why, why Why would you consult? He's not Tom Brady. Why Why are you consulting? What if he brought the franchise that you got to consult to say? People I mean, really. This is Derrick Henry's team, not right. his. If, if the Packers they own flowers, them. like, bro, exactly. I was just about to bring it up. If the Packers drafted Jordan Love with Aaron Rodgers in, Tannehill, who you think you is? Was right. Tannehill upset about it? Or was he just answering a question? I don't think he was upset that he didn't consult. No, the way he answered the question acted like I have a chip on my shoulder, and he felt it seemed like he felt disrespected by the fact that. This kid's coming in here, and and someone asks, like, "Are you going to mentor?" Which I get. It is not his job to to mentor him. We guys, we we can all agree on that. A guy like Tannehill has to feel disrespected at all times, and has to feel like he has a chip on his shoulder to survive because he sucked for so long, and he made a quarterback out of himself. Okay, so I I don't really have a problem with what he said. I don't really care. You know why? Because it doesn't really matter. Do you know why? Because Malik's going to take a job regardless. It doesn't make a difference. Malik will be the future quarterback of that team at some point. I hope. I hope. But I think what he does for them in the run game, what he allows them to do, you know, that team loves to run the football. Can you imagine the read option with him and, and Derrick Henry? Yeah. With Malik Rose and Derrick Henry? I mean, maybe crazy. he plays better. Maybe this helps him play better. Because, I mean, when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers, they were thinking, all right, maybe he has two years left. Yeah. But yeah. he just took it to another level and won, like, two MVPs since then. So I'm not saying Tannehill is going to win MVP. But at the same time, he could play better because this team was number one in the East. Uh, the AFC East, AFC, I mean, last year. So if he can play a little better, then maybe Malik can sit a couple years. But if not, then. You don't want to throw Malik out there too early. I mean, no. I don't, you, you don't want he's to not ready. He's, he's not, not ready. ready. He played he at Liberty. So. Let, yeah, let it rock out. And that's fine. They'll put the right coaching staff around him to develop him. You want, it's not your job. You ain't got to do that. Just know, though, it's not going to be your job, period, at some point. Yeah. So be in your feelings all you want, and I get it. It's about comp- competition, and you have a chip on your shoulder. But we see it all the time, and I feel it's a difference of professionals. Where you see, for example, not saying this guy is like the best professional ever, but like Gilbert Arenas, when John Wall, he helped mention John Wall. He's like, I know you're in the future. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna give you all the game that I could give you. Different, different levels. You feel me, like? You you still the quarterback, Tannehill. If you watch his tape, you know he's not ready. You could. He's playing in a church league last year. Essentially. That's facts. But at the end of the day, too, that's how you make your team better. Because what happens when Tannehill goes down with a season-ending uh, ACL injury and now Malik Willis needs to play but wasn't ready because you weren't helping him in practice. You weren't, you know, giving him game on, on the playbook and things Tannehill, like that. from his comments, Tannehill's team me. Yeah, and that's – that's going to serve him well. And I, and I think ultimately what Miles even alluded to, ultimately it has to be Malik's team because at some point, Derrick Henry can't be getting 500 attempts every year. It can't keep happening. There's no way. 
How many years do you think you're getting left out of Henry like, at that? You got like three, four years left if they keep running him at this pace. That's, That's what I'm saying. If you bring in Malik Willis, now you could take some of the running responsibility off of him. You don't want Derrick Henry doing 400, 500 carries every year. But it's tough, though, because with Derrick Henry, he's best when he's getting that volume because he wears down the defense. So by the time he gets to 30 carries in the game, he got to do running rampant. He got to do some type of different training or somewhere, so something long. like because I get it. I completely agree. When's Derrick Henry at carry twenty five is when he could go for ninety yards. Mm-hmm. I need Derrick somehow in the summer. You do some different type of training. You lose some weight. I need you by carry ten up and running mm. because we can't. We can't have Derrick. We can't. Hey Derrick, like they have can't count it the whole game. Like we got to have a sit down. You are our best player. We want to preserve you. We want to see you in the league for another five to eight years. At this pace, my boy, you're only going to be here for two to three. So what can we do to make you more effective quicker? Not, like you said, it's proven, yes. Later in the game, he's getting busy. It seems like he gets stronger later in the game because he's wearing down the defense. The Alvin Kamara's of the world. Oh, who else? That literally, they could, when Saquon is healthy, we talking about at any point, oh, shoot, second quarter done, they got 60 yards rushing already mm. on eight attempts? Oh, yeah. yeah. We need something different from Henry. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's diet. I don't know if he got to train differently where he's working more so on speed than strength and power. Don't know. I was going to say, I don't think it, I think it's just his size type, right? You know, just, just his, his built i don't i don't think i if anything yeah you need it would have to probably be your carmelo and come back <laughs> come back slim and trim so baseball man baseball season is here now man um we got <laughs> yo that's really about the that's going to upset some people when I post that. <laughs> the Yankees are off to an 18-7 start. Judges on fire. You got also the Mets, 18-9 start. Milwaukee Brewers at a 16-8 start. And the Dodgers at 15-7. When we look at some of these teams, it's super early. You know baseball is about 345 games. This early, though, which of these teams that are off to a hot start can actually sustain this start all the way through in such a long season? We have seen we see it every year in baseball. It's teams that get off to hot starts. Players, they get 14 home runs in the first 16 games, and then really the rest of the season don't do anything. Which of these teams you think is actually going to be able to sustain this? You know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. Right, and I'll give you and I'll give you very compelling reason as to why Miles is wrong, and I'm right. But all right, no, I want to hear it. I want to hear it because I don't, I don't agree. The Mets, the Mets have of all these teams probably the best pitching staff by the numbers they do. Uh, of all these teams, the Mets have scored generated runs, and they're generating them playing small ball, stealing bases, bunting, moving guys over. In addition to having power, of course, hitting home runs. Their best player is playing great baseball. Lindor looks like he's Lindor's back. Pete Alonso is amazing. Okay. Jeff McNeil is back hitting at 360. That guy, Mark Canha, is hitting 362. Like he's it's crazy. So 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 um yeah. <laughs> say it don't spray it. So say it don't spray it. But Sammy spits a lot. Simple things that you win baseball games. 
Okay, the Mets right now are a better baseball team pitching wise. The Mets are right now a better baseball team from a hitting perspective, just pure hitting and the ability to get guys on base, steal bags, generate runs. Right, the Mets are a better baseball team defensively. We have the best left side of the infield in baseball, best left side of the baseball field in baseball. Lindor, Escobar, McNeil's playing a good, a good second base. We have Donald Smith coming off the bench who can hit, come in and hit for average any any day. Bunch of that's what we that's what we are. We're a very good, well constructed baseball team. It's, it's the best time. Talk to him. Talk to him. I'm just Talk saying. Him. It's a great. It's my, a my, boy just said a word, my boy just said a word. My boy just said a word right there. It's the best time. Right. It's, it's certainly not your time. You guys haven't even evolved. Y'all still playing the same baseball y'all play every year that gets y'all bumped in the in the first round. How are we playing the same? Y'all y'all just go for the long ball. Tell me I'm wrong. Go for the. Where, how, 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 how many teams out there play? actually bunt people over like that? The mess. Okay. That's cute. You guys are playing 1995 baseball with Buck Showalter. How many things? We're still hitting home runs too. You're right. He hasn't won anything in his career. It's cute. He does this everywhere he goes. He won in Baltimore. He won with us. Couldn't get us over the top. Where else did? Where can I ask you? Where else did he go? Where he pitched staff like this? And mind you, we are the best. We're the best pitching staff in baseball without the goat coming back. He's not even here yet. He's not even back. Because he's a liability right now. What means a liability? Who's a liability? He's been injured. The last oh, two that's years. The case that's the I'll case I'm making. What? That's, no, that's the case he's making. That's I'm what not, coming with. That's what I'm making. Let's talk. Let's talk okay. Yankees. You want to talk about liability? The Grom's a liability. Don't say stuff like that. You're gonna make all these 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 75 year olds who care about baseball and not even want to listen to us anymore. Right. Well, we've had the best bullpen so far. We've got that's a true. really good starting rotation right now. Cole's playing better. No. He had a couple rough starts, but he's playing better. Who else? Nestor Cortez is nasty. We got Jordan Montgomery. Then you look at our lineup. We got Judge, who's he's clutch. He always comes up clutch. Hitting home runs. He hits doubles and drives and runs. That's the name of the game, right? It's not bunting. Bunting doesn't get you. Anyone who watches the Mets knows the Mets are just bunting guys and like doing this. You're using bunting as an argument. It's not. No, but the Mets generate runs. They do all little things. They'll hit the they'll hit the ball the other way. You're right. They're going for singles. They're playing cool. baseball the right way. At the same time, while hitting home runs and doing all that other sexy stuff we're talking about, doubles, home runs, gappers, all of it. The Mets have it all. The Mets can beat you any way. They can play any type of baseball game and beat you anyway. The Mets are a different team. We're talking about levels to this. The Yankees are not as good. Yo, just, just look at it. The Yankees came off a winning streak, right? What was it, 11 games in a row? The Mets have won every series up until this week where they split. They just split a series with the Braves. Every series they've played and they've won. What seems more sustainable to you? Winning a bunch of games in a row? You are gonna win one. You have to win one, two eighty-two, and whatever the hell, three hundred and eighty-two and oh, like for the you know season's the longest hell. Or what's more likely that we just continue to rack up good series after good series after good series, putting teams away. We win hundred plus games. We finish first place in the East, and we just run rough shot through the damn thing until we play the Dodgers. We ain't really we'll perfect. see. I mean, you guys, the division's not as strong as it used to be. Okay, that's, yeah, right. Qualify that way. The, Qualify the that way. Red Sox. What? You the Red Sox. Division. What about yours? It's so early. Make, make, Once again, it's early. You've made a real case for your Yankees yet. You've made a real case for your Yankees yet. I, I have just, I have come to the facts. Okay, we're the baseball. Yankees. Huh? Who are you? See, look, we're the look, Yankees. Look at this. Look at this. This is what? This, this is what you do when you lose. This is what you do when you lose. We got the best record in baseball right now. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. We improved that catcher. We improved that shortstop. DJ LeMahieu's hitting again. Like. This team is coming together. We it's early. Them. We haven't seen them before. We haven't seen them before. We haven't seen them before, right? We haven't seen exactly what we're seeing now from the Yankees before. Yeah, I'm hoping it's sustainable, runs. but I mean, again, we haven't seen it from the Mets either. So, no, this, this, you're this right. is a new this team. Best, this is right. You're right. This is it's a new best, team, new year. This is a new, completely new team. <laughs> new story. This, no, this is the best they've looked in my entire life as a baseball team. That's, this is the most complete baseball team I've ever rooted for in my life. This team is good from top to bottom. There's no weak spots in the lineup. No, no, we talking in the lineup, and we're not just doing it by home runs. We beat you out every type of way. We can paper cut you to death, or we can go. Long, we can hit the long ball all day. That's how the Mets. That the Mets are built to play any type of baseball game. Can you honestly say that about the Yankees? So hold on, hold on. Should I? Should, no. should I give Buck <laughs> Coach of the Year already? Oh, are yes. we giving him Coach he's of the Year? He's the Manager of the Year. He's the Manager of the Year. Right. He will. He will. Right. He will actually. The presence he's brought. We have Scherzer. We got the Grom. We got yo. That our our pitching staff is the best in baseball. Defensively in the infield, we're strong. We're stout everywhere. We're stout. Defensively in the outfield, we're strong. We're stout everywhere. 
That team is very, very good. This is a, this is a great time to be a Mets fan. Congratulations say, for the best team in New York. I'll say this too, though. And in the league. When it comes to the Yankees, I'm just waiting for the playoffs, bro. Every I year. To, I need to see it in the playoffs. <laughs> Every year. They are playing great. All this judge, time. judge is hype. Judge is on. You gotta fire. be there to worry about it. We'll, we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. We're gonna get further than you guys. Yeah, we'll welcome you. We'll welcome you back to we'll the playoffs. It's been a while. Rolando, welcome y'all back when he bounces y'all. He's on the USC 45. He's on three. He's throw a no hitter against you guys in the playoffs. Y'all go to the playoffs and it happens every year. Y'all get chuck. They lose two nothing. One. No, it's gonna be so funny no when we win this year. When we win this year. When what? Cashman's going to be aggressive at the trade deadline, too. So when we win this year, uh, I don't want to hear home run hitter no. for Joey Votto or Another home run hitter. He's, he's about to be DFA'd soon. Bro, so. Okay, right. Wasn't that going to be the big acquisition? Another guy who hits all, all nothing. Home runs, right? All right. And finally, run, you guys came to your senses on Cano. That, that, was, was, that was bound to happen. Yeah. That was bound to happen. When we had a team that was respectable, that was bound to happen. The Mets are serious about winning baseball games. We have deeper pockets than y'all. We spending big bread. Y'all ain't got no money. Y'all ain't got no money. All right, the Mets on some material girls. Like, y'all shopping at Payless. Two, two rings in the, the whole Mets yeah, they, franchise. But that, what does that have to do with what I'm talking about right now? I was like, you know, he's losing. He got thoroughly. No, I'm saying handled. you he guys have handled. not been relevant in years. Okay, my, okay, my. You got handled, bro. How did I get handled? You got, Yankees got have been relevant every year. People hate on the Yankees. What are we talking why? about? What are we talking about? Who's better? Repeat back. Who's better? Now, I'm giving you the kindergarten shooter. Repeat it back to me. What? <laughs> who's better? And uh, it's the Yankees. No, it's not. Just because. And, and, and the question was, what's more sustainable? What style of play is more sustainable? What the Mets are doing? Or what's the Yankees doing? What's the honest answer to that question? Yankees. Okay. That's the honest truth. Okay, you, you heard it here first. That's the honest Goodbye. truth. It's not sustainable. I don't know. It's not. You, you act like we're hitting ten home runs every game. That's not happening. We're driving in runs. Maybe two or three home runs in a game. But we get two or three home runs at, at that clip. That's insane. The teams don't do that long term. It doesn't happen in baseball. You face a real good pitching staff. Okay, wait till the Subway Series. Wait till y'all see us. Y'all yeah. hitting no home runs on us. Tell you that right now. If we get, if we sweep y'all, we I don't want to hear. We're going to be the reason why I just won't get paid. We might need tickets for that. I don't want to hear nothing. We might, we might have to go to that. We, we will. Might, we might have to pull up to that. I'm just giving it a buck. Greg going to be sipping on that Heineken real quiet. <laughs> and I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to just be like, yo, this is what I said. You remember that episode? It may. Uh, we going we gonna to keep this. Yeah, let's, let's keep, keep this going. Up for sure. We keeping this whole conversation. I'm going to have this bookmarked so I can just pull it up when it's time. Please do. Please do. I, 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 I don't I know why he's so excited. Like, he ain't seen I'm excited because. You don't get tired of seeing the same movie with the same ending every single time? Same, playoffs, same ending every time. You're going to see a great pitcher in the playoffs. You're going to shut y'all out. You're not going to hit no home runs. You're not going to have no hits. You're not going to execute a simple bunt to move a runner over. Yo, y'all don't play baseball. Right bunt. Play, this ain't man. Little League. We ain't, we ain't playing with children. A bunch of old white guys rolling in the grave watching you guys play baseball. So it gets all this sexy 2010 sh- <laughs> hold on, hold on. Where the rings? Where the rings? We giving the Mets right now because it looked like that's how you know he's losing the argument. How? Bring up the past though. I'm not bringing up the past though. You're yeah, talking you like you won, you won the World Series already. Yeah, That's what it sounds like. We're winning a chip this year. I I don't believe it. We're winning a chip. We're better defensively than y'all. We're better offensively than y'all. We're better. Our starting pitching better than y'all. We have the best reliever. We have one of the best relievers in baseball. And Drew Smith. Oh, he's been crazy. If y'all healthy. I'm definitely intrigued though to see that Mets Dodgers matchup. I think that's going to be yeah. a, a good one. I yeah. don't know. I'll you know I mean, but notice how he didn't say he's intrigued to watch the CD Yankees play anybody because it's not a fun. That's brand. a given though. It's not a friend, fun brand of baseball. We got we Yankees watch. fans everywhere, even Queens. So yeah, pipe okay. down, whatever. Pipe <laughs> down. Yeah, you definitely share the city with the Mets. You're no. already outnumbered. We share the city with Connecticut. The Mets. Connecticut don't count. There's a bunch of bandwagon. Connecticut ain't really a state. He did that purposely just to go towards the jet on purpose. <laughs> if I were about if, if I were Chris, I'd be quiet in this conversation because baseball is not where you want to jump in. No, no, no. Why well, was not doing treat me too well here? Just keep it in the public. They're, they're sinning, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sustainability, we had the discussion last week. We kind of touched on it about Giannis, right? Are we saying Giannis? Will be or is right now the best overall player. The best player in the world is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's the best player in the world right now. Mm-hmm. My opinion, he is. 
if they lose this series. It still, it still rings true. I'm just asking. If, they if lose you lose the series, series, I'm gonna. If you lose the series, I'm like, this, this is gonna be so much funnier. Because then I'm just gonna, be, I'm gonna get to a point where I'm saying maybe there is no best player in the world, or maybe, or maybe Luka Doncic is just, is just waiting and he's gonna take it from both these guys because Luka Doncic is coming for that title. But no, nah, I think Giannis is the best player in the world right now. I'm more interested in the conversation around where he stands all time against the all time great. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of that competition right now. I mean, and I'd I probably say he's top fifty, right, at this point. Two MVPs. I would say player of the year. Yeah, I mean everything it, he's done so far. I, I would say he's top fifty. I, I think some people say Bob Quinn is top fifty. So sure, top fifty, whatever. All right. So then now you dwindle it down. Top thirty, top twenty-five. Are we going that far yet? Who is he over? Because I heard someone put him over Kobe. Well, I'm not doing that. Uh, okay. <laughs> who is he over? Like, who is he beating out? I don't think they said I taking him over. I think they were saying, would you rather prime. have prime Kobe or prime Giannis? Prime Giannis is really hard to guard. I might have to go, and I'm I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, Lakers fan. I might have to go Prime Giannis over Prime Kobe. I mean, if Giannis, that, I just feel like Prime Giannis, if he's that's him hitting his jump shot. If he's working the jump shot and he's, I'm, he talking, about the the cup, I'm talking about the other aspect yeah. too of the Prime Giannis though, over Prime Kobe in this aspect. As good as Kobe was. Defensively, prime Giannis on the defensive end is head and shoulders above Kobe in the most respectful way. And that's not... where I gotta I gotta pick Giannis because Giannis is gonna give me three, four blocks, four, okay. five steals. Okay. Prime Giannis is not an elite perimeter defender, in my opinion. I don't think he is. I I, I don't everything I mean, he does. Seven footer. It's kind of tough to right. always do that. That's though. fair. That's everything true. Though, that's why I'm saying that though. Everything. Once that three-point line down go, you're not messing with Giannis. And that's where I give it over Kobe. Kobe is going to be Kobe handling that perimeter. But as soon as you get past that three free throw line down, you don't want to see Giannis down there. You don't want no smoke with Giannis down there. Of course, Kobe on the scoring aspect, hands down. Kobe's a better scorer than him. More skilled. It's not a conversation. No. At all. I just give Giannis the edge on that defensive. What he brings to me defensively, prime Giannis. Especially if we're talking about making a team, if we're talking about trying to get a championship, prime Giannis. Mm-hmm. I could put players around Giannis to help his deficiencies, especially if you're talking about guard on the perimeter. And shooting. Kobe, you can put stuff around him too, but Giannis is more valuable in that aspect. He's a seven-footer. Seven footer that is can still handle it. can handle the rock. The jump shot is coming little by little. Yeah, little by little. Kobe, if we be honest, the shot selection always wasn't the best. That's fair. Giannis, That's I'm fair a, not. Giannis fair. is way, way better, way more willing passer than Kobe was till his later end of the career. So I gotta go prime Giannis over prime Kobe. I think what's harder to do, the harder thing to do on defense is guard on the perimeter, guard in space. That is way harder than protecting the rim. Now, I can't knock on for physical gifts. That's valuable, being able to block a bunch of shots. So I'm not knocking him for that. It's not a knock, honestly. Um, but Kobe was an incredible uh, perimeter defender. I think we all know that. Yes, I mean, the smaller you are, the shiftier you can be. Like, Kobe once you was get all man. Kobe was, six, was like six, six. six. Kobe wasn't a small man. He wasn't a small man. He wasn't a small <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> I, I'm not saying small like five eight like yeah. Nate Robinson. I'm saying smaller. Like once you get to that seven foot range, what seven footers were really, you know, locking up on the perimeter yeah. guards? Like he ain't fine. doing it either. Yeah, Kane's a better perimeter defender than than. than he's a better perimeter, but he's, he's not. He's not he, locking moves, up on a, he moves better side to side than, than Giannis does. Laterally, yes, he moves better. Than yeah, him. but KD ain't locking nobody up really on the perimeter. You get you get the you get the right guard. KD yeah, going. That's fair. KD going to be. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just, can I have this dance? I have a hard time. <laughs> I have a hard time putting Giannis over Kobe all time on. In, in, or no, that's that's the conversation. Putting Giannis yeah. over Kobe in terms of their primes, primarily because of what I get from Kobe in terms of shot making ability in big moments, and you don't get that from Giannis. That yeah, that is okay. rarefied air. Kobe is the best bad, bad shot maker of all time. 
and that came in handy during during crunch time moments. And that I, I can't put Giannis in his prime over Kobe for that reason. When you combine what he gave me defensively, when you combine what he gave me from a shot making perspective, when you combine what he gave me from a basketball IQ perspective too, he got smarter. He got his age. His prime. I consider his prime like Paul Gasol years, like them years, right? I think that's the prime Kobe, right? Um, I think you know the eighty one points thing was was amazing, and the, the scoring ability was always there. But when he started knowing how to knowing how to see the play before it happened and make the right pass, that Kobe, that version of Kobe, I'm not. There's not many dudes in, in all time putting over that version of Kobe. There's only, there's only two guys, two to three guys I'm doing that I'm putting over here. Maybe I think y'all know who they are, so I ain't got to go there. Okay, that's uh, all. Is that a great? It's a great. It's a great argument in Kobe's defense. I just gotta. You feel me? The defensive side. That's literally only where I'm putting. I'm taking Giannis, seven footer, prime. I could build more around that. There we go. I got my back in the straight. We covered. That's true. There's a bunch of guys in this conversation you can put over over. I mean, you can put Giannis over in terms of prime. Okay. Because Dunkey, because Dirk, think, about, think, Dirk, think about it too. Like this is what this is how I view it too. Like. There is more of a possibility to get a six-six killer. Not saying Kobe, and not saying to that extent. No, okay. Then having us, we see big men all the time in the NBA in our lives that are tall and are not athletic, can't dribble, can barely Kobe, catch. Giannis is more of an anomaly. Yeah. That's what I'm that's, saying. And that's why you're gonna. That's, that's that's I I can't knock that argument. I can't. I'm just saying. I think you're gonna love. I just had to explain that because I know it's gonna be some Lakers in there watch oh, this, yes. and it's going to question my my fandom for the Lakers. They're not gonna be happy about this one. What you get? Because it's still Lakers fans now that have an issue with having that conversation of LeBron being a better player than Kobe. It's still I know of some Lakers fans oh, that yeah, still that's just, say that's just Kobe. You're is just better you're, than any Lakers fan says that you're wrong. LeBron's a better player than Kobe. True. Let's, let's not do that, guys. It's not a it's not a fair conversation. Okay, LeBron's in a conversation with one NBA player all the time. The ball headed man from Brooklyn, from Chicago. That's it. That's it. There's the only person we compare LeBron to out here. I'm just being honest with you. I don't think that's the right comparison. That's a whole other. I'm just saying like, it's the only person that we talk about him in the air with. You I know. know? Uh, but I, like, I'm saying LeBron's in, like the greatest player to ever live conversation. It's a different conversation. I'm sorry. It just it is. Hold up. So you're saying those aren't the top two guys of all time? I don't know what he's saying, actually. I'm saying I don't think that's the fair comparison to Bron. Bron oh, is as far as because they're asking for the re the things that the reasons why they love Mike are completely different from what LeBron is. Mm-hmm. So when you typically hear that conversation, you hear the Mike his shot making ability. They say it is. Mike would actually take the final shot. Oh, so like Mike, you're, you're comparing two different styles. Of two yeah, different like, styles. You're talking about who's a better player, who impacts But I'm saying more. that's you know that debate. They bring that up. Yeah, of course. It always comes up. I'm like. It always comes up. But that's fine. Player comp? Player comp and who I think the real conversation would be with if we're talking about comparing player styles and overall careers. He, if we be honest, he's more magic than Mike Orko. I don't I, I don't know why that comparison is always bothering me. Like it's right. You're right. But I don't know why it's always I just think I just think his magic wasn't in the same air of a player as LeBron. Oh you know magic you know career I mean? magic's career was completely altered yeah by his sexual activity. Yeah. We understand. You know he's getting busy with all the sexual healing sensual healing all that stuff going on. Yeah so <laughs> we understand those type of things. But but at the same time I'm just saying like I don't I don't know that I, li- I don't like the comparison only because yes, the comparison playing style, yes, it's clearly is getting influenced by magic. I'm just saying LeBron's not in that he's in a different conversation. We talk about different tax bracket than Magic was in. But LeBron's in a conversation for greatest player to ever live. So he's in a conversation with two men, Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. That's it. And why is Kareem all salty? Because LeBron about to get a leg up on him. Not only that, Kareem, so you just mentioned it, Kareem normally don't come up in this conversation. He doesn't. I mean, I'm just, I'm just being respectful to my elders. Unlike a lot of you, a lot of you people out here. Yeah, at certain points, that's another thing where it's like, specifically the black community, we do talk. It's kind of toxic where it's like you got to respect your elders, and they don't respect you. In this, in this regard, hey, 
if Kareem talking crazy like that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect. I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, uh, I know. I'm just saying. I just wanted to throw it out there for those elders that's watching. Y'all just because just you elders don't think you can come talking all type of greasy. Facts. Especially when it gets to a certain age. I'm, a, I'm grown now. <laughs> we not doing this. No means no. Straight like that. Speaking of respecting your elders, perfect transition. Like, ah, you might be actually good at this. <laughs> My fault. I forgot. He said he a max contract type of guy. <laughs> I am. It's a fact. Of you talking about respecting your elders and having healthy disagreements, viewing things differently. Stephen A. Kyrie beef. What's y'all takes on this this discourse, this back and forth? Kyrie's a martyr. Stephen A. You know, is saying his piece, how he feel about Kyrie. I'm taking the handcuffs off. I'm saying how I really feel. Where y'all stand in this beef between them? You think Kyrie right in the fact of basically simplest terms if we really broke it down? Stephen A is a puppet. I think a lot a lot of what Stephen A is saying is, is is true in the sense of that Kyrie is very sensitive when people talk about him and his Kyrie has a let me say this. Kyrie continues to make it about his personal life, which is anything but. It's about him and the decision that he makes that affects basketball from his career perspective and how it affects his team. I, I do think at times Stephen A. Smith, I feel like they just they continue to overly talk about it, right? And you've said the same thing a million times, and, and we get it in terms of coming at Kyrie for – how he continues to miss games. You know, he said that in the past, in, in seven out of uh, 11 years of Kyrie being in, in the NBA, he's he's played 60 or less games. I mean, when you hear that, it's like, my God, like, okay, this is why we're talking about it, right? Now, Stephen A. Smith has a leg to stand on as to why he's bringing this up and to why it's an issue. So when Kyrie goes and tweets, you know, the media is disrespecting me and, you know, basically slandering my name and talking about my brothers and sisters. Like, no, it's not about that. Stephen A. Smith said no one cares about your family. That's a fact. Like, no one is talking about that. But it's the things that you do that bring this upon yourself. When when you are missing countless games, when you're not showing up for your team, which is causing KD to take the majority of the workload the whole season and then expecting him to take over in the playoffs as well. Like, those things affect the team and it's going to affect the outcome that you guys are hoping for in the season. So, um, I think I think Stephen A. Smith has, has every single right to come down on Kyrie. The media in general has every single right to come down on Kyrie in this sense of terms of he does not show up when he's supposed to show up, um, but he continues to get paid like a superstar. And he, he is a superstar in terms of his talent, but like in the overall aspect and grand theme of things, like scheme of things, he doesn't show up in big moments in terms of coming every day and playing on the contract that you were given. <laughs> so that's a word on the podcast. I don't even know what to follow up with that. Yeah. No, I was. He was. If you stay on. ready, you don't gotta get ready. Facts. He made every point. He was clear and concise. Because that's the one thing that's been bothering me about Kyrie. Because, and and I'm I'm not giving myself no type of credit, but like. Having worked in the media and having been a, a former news reporter, like he, he, the one thing that bothered me about what he said was, is that they're using this to change the perception of how people view things, and that's not what it is. Everything that Stephen A is saying has been a fact of what has happened since he was a Celtic, since he was on the Cavs. Like he's just stating the facts and the timeline of things that have occurred that are allowing people to continue to talk about you. If you don't want people to talk about you. All you have to do is show up and play. That's it. Then they'll just critique your game and, and, and what the outcome is and what happened. I think I think Kyrie says a lot of things and a lot of stuff. I don't think he even really believes it. I think he kind of just says stuff to say stuff just just to say it. You know, Kyrie, he's he's the king of word vomit. He he just be saying stuff. He'd be on Twitter just saying nonsense. It sounds smart. King of word king, vomit. King of word vomit. That's Kyrie Irving. King of word vomit. But 
he says some interesting. He was on the, the KDs, et cetera, podcast. As you will listen to it, I'm plugging other podcasts in my podcast, but I think it was a good one. And he was saying that his goal for the next four years is for the Nets to be a team that wins 60 plus games every year, be a powerhouse in the East, and win a bunch of playoff games and have success. He's starting to have the right mindset about all this, too. I think the frustration settling setting in between all these guys. Katie's all about basketball. At the end of the day, Katie is a man who lives and breathes and eats basketball. That's all he cares about. So when you have a guy on your team who makes everything else more important in basketball, his political stance on, on vaccines, and he's missing games because his head's not right, his head's up, his, his you know, all types of crazy stuff, then, you know, at the end of the day, you, you're going to rub this guy the wrong way at some point. At some point, it's got to be about winning basketball games. I think Katie and Kyrie are like this still. I'm not saying there's dissension. I'm just saying at some point, it's got to be about winning games and getting the most out of this arrangement for all the Nets fans and what we this deserve. Is and we're going to get that. Exactly. Get exactly what I was leaning towards. Stephen A is doing his job. I'm kind of along the lines to it, Chris. I'm highly tired of just having this conversation. It being on ESPN Dagnir two, three times a week. Kyrie did the Kyrie. What really needs to happen if we want to see some real change, the person that needs to speak to Kyrie is not Stephen A. It's not Colin Cowherd. It's not Skip Bayless. It's not Uncle Shay Shay. It's KD. I think it's already happened. I think it's already happened. I hope so. Because the only person that's going to get it through to him, like, yo, this is an actual problem, is his boy. Because we know KD is more of this laid back, silent type, don't want to say nothing really. I'll tweet it on a burner account, but I'm not really going to try to tell you in person, like, yo, Kyrie out of like, bro, why aren't you playing? Why aren't you doing this? Whole situation I have with James Harden. We know. We, we saw the draft. I think Katie was viral. I feel very vocal about that, by the way. We saw the draft, right? With him and Braun. Obviously, he had an issue with the Harden thing. I believe he was vocal probably behind closed doors. I think so, too. When the trade finally happened and he was in person, though, it was, you know, we had to do his best. I think Katie has to take more on of that leadership role. And we talked about this and it needs to be sometimes in public. You need to be able to sometimes you Katie as the leader. If you see this keep happening, you might have to be the person that calls Kyrie out in the public because then it's not all the media. KD, your boy on his own decided to say, and you could say it in whatever way you want. Yo, I really miss Kyle. Like I need Kyle on the court with me, man. I really Whatever you got to do, I think that's where it would finally fully like, all right, let me, let me get on the score. Or if it doesn't, then you it makes it easier for the Nets. Cool, bro. It's good, man. Go go march. Don't get vaccinated. We not going to pay you. It's cool, my boy. Live your, live your best life. Little Duval, do your thing, man. That makes it completely a completely easier decision. And as you said, Katie care about basketball. We see that in his hair. All he care about is basketball. That's literally all he cares about. All he cares about basketball, man. Ashy ankles. He don't own lotion. Skin like a leopard skin. Imagine how much money he saved yearly of not buying lotion. He buys lotion. Should he just hop out the shower and just go about his day? <laughs> He's stupid. He's stupid. <laughs> Yo, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bitch, mom, we out. Peace.